Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You know that all the girls and Kyle, they're going to this hat store that Kyle loves that she had talked about. How do you feel? I'm not going to a hat store. You don't want to go? No, I I look... (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That was a clip from this week's Real Houses of Beverly Hills, which I believe was the best episode of the season thus far, although I said that last week. This week was even better, so sit tight, little bear. We got so much to discuss. So much was happening at the end of the episode with those text messages when they just showed that screen and there was that music behind it. We saw the text from Rinna to Bamboozle to Kathy and it was just so much was happening. I ran to the other room and I was like, Matt, you got to watch this. It's so good. Made him watch the scene and he's like, I don't get it. Who's texting those? I was like, you don't get it is right. And then I slammed the door behind me and I was like, fuck you. We're not speaking anymore. We're done. That's the end of our relationship. We're getting a divorce. We're not married, but we're getting a hypothetical divorce 
hours because I'm so pissed. I feel bad at anyone, and I'm mad at anyone who's not watching this season. Again, although the rest of the season has been a flop. These two episodes have been great, and I can't wait for next week. I'm so excited. And there's so much to discuss, okay? Not even just what's going on on screen with all the fucking hats, but also off screen, there's an A-lister who's been commenting, Jayla, Jennifer Lawrence from The Hunger Games. She was in an interview and called Bamboozle Chain evil. She said she's evil and needs to get a new publicist. I don't know about you all, but I've been on pins and needles waiting for Bamboozle to respond to that. I was waiting for Bamboozle to hire a new publicist or get her publicist statement out there or something. Because it was, you know she's just fuming about that. Jennifer Lawrence in Variety calling you evil. I mean, come on. Come on. You know she's just waiting to respond. So I'm, I don't know. As of this recording, she hasn't responded, but maybe it's coming soon and I cannot wait. And I'm a little pissed because they had already filmed the reunion, but I wish that that J-Law moment happened before they filmed the reunion. And there's all these rumors about what happened at the reunion. I'm so excited for it all. I mean, I can't wait. And BravoCon released the schedule or the panels or whatever they're doing. And they released all the BravoCon talent, and Rinna is not on there, and Room 23's Diana Jenkins is not on there. Now, it could have been a scheduling conflict, but I don't believe that. I think the writing's on the wall in the words of Destiny's Child, and I don't believe Lips and Room 23 are coming back. That's my feeling. That's my thought. And I know they don't normally make those decisions till after the reunion, but I am feeling like I'm reading. I got my monocle on. I'm reading into it. By the way, I will also not be at BravoCon, so I'm right there with Lips in Room 23. I will not be there. Anyway, we got to dive into this week's episode, you guys. It was, we have so much. The hats. Splits was wearing more cowboy hats than Shania Twain on tour. I mean, what's going on there? Speaking of Shania Twain, let's dive into this week's episode. Let's go, girl. <laughs> I put Asher in there with the Shania Twain. I remixed it. Anyway, we open very Real House of Salt Lake City light with choir, the snowy snowscapes. It was feeling like I'm into an episode of the Salt Lake City Housewives, which is coming back to us very soon. And we see Kyle's Aspen House. Now, Lips and Splits are talking about Erica being evil. Lips says that last night she was in the car with Bamboozle and said how horrible for these poor victims. And so Rena spoke up and finally said something about the victims. And we saw part of the car ride. And it hasn't been something that Rena has really done on the show. We saw last week Split said something to Erica. Although I think Kyle was like really saying last week's show, like, I need you to show some empathy like for me on my behalf so that when I'm defending you, I don't look like an asshole. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that Kyle was really concerned about Erica showing empathy to these victims or something. I just feel like she wanted her own. Does that make sense? That's what she was concerned about. Meanwhile, the other group, Sutton, Crystal, and Garcelle, they're at the other house, and they're just sitting there real quiet. Sutton is sort of checked out the rest of the season. I don't know if she just feels like she did enough work at the first front half of the year, which she did. She should check out. But it does sort of seem like she chased an ambient with some red wine, because I feel like she's just sitting there quiet as is kept. And not really doing much. And again, I say bravo to you, Sutton, because you did enough. You carried the season. The whole first half, nobody was doing nothing. They were all just sitting there, not clocking into work. And so Sutton clocked in, and now she's finally clocking out. So I support that, you know? Gotta support. Then we see Erica and Dorit. And Erica's like, I'm gonna fight you like a lion. You know, they woke up the next day because Erica was yelling at everyone last week on the show. Remember, she was yelling at Crystal, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. She was like running out of the house, and her voice was lower, and she was more like, I don't give a fuck. You know, she, <laughs> she was fucking nuts. When they showed the clip, you know how these shows, crazy shit's happening, and I feel like you don't always, I don't always catch it because we're so used to seeing crazy shit happen on our shows. And so when they showed the clip from last week, I was like, man, that was so fucked up. And like, we just sort of breezed past it a little bit because it was, <laughs> 
And I think they train us so well because we see it in the preview. So we saw Erica yelling at everyone in the preview. And so when the scene finally came, not that it was anticlimactic, I still thought last week was great, but then you're just sort of taking it in as if it's a completely normal situation. Then when you see the footage back, you're like, wow, she was fucking nuts. Like a demon took over her. And I don't even know if I really processed how, how nuts she was. I don't know if I got it, but she's pissed at everyone this week episode because she says she still can legally not talk about it. And again, I feel like I say this every week, but it's like, I understand that you can't legally talk about stuff, but you don't have to be an asshole. And this whole week, she's like, did you read the paper? She's so proud about that Chicago thing. And then meanwhile, Crystal, I think, was the one who said in the confessionals, she's like, just because there was a case dismissed in Chicago, it just means it's moving to California, you big old dummy. <laughs> Crystal and her, it was cracking me up. She's like, she's so proud about getting that one little thing dismissed, but it was just moving to another state, you dummy. Like, I feel like that was, oh my God, it was making me laugh. Like, yeah, well, and Erica, every scene, she's like, did you read the paper? Did you see that? Did you see what happened in the court case? And they're like, okay, like, what do you want us to throw you a fucking party parade? Like, what's going on? You're, and then she's running around in them $1.3 million earrings or whatever price. That, I don't She keeps talking about the earrings and inflation. I'm like, so confused. Because I thought they were seven fifty, but then I guess they raised the value of them or something. But she was wearing them around Aspen. I mean, the outfits... I can't even focus on the $1.3 million earrings because I was looking at Lips outfits every scene. She looked more nuts than the last. Let's take out of the equation Splits' cowboy hats because so much was going on with those hats. And the whole episode was surrounded by her fucking hat store that she's obsessed with. That's an experience, supposedly. But taking that out of the equation, every time Rinna showed up on screen, and there are these moments where Rinna clearly doesn't have her hair and makeup team, which I completely understand because I like when they don't have the glam around every second. But there are these moments where you can see Rinna with the hair sort of a mess. And it's it gives like Zac Efron in High School Musical. Like there was one scene where she woke up and I was like, this is exactly what Zac Efron looked like in the third High School Musical. You know where the hair is like sort of swooped down, a little bit messy. He looked exactly like Rinna. And then a scene later, Rinna was in the cowboy hat and it looked like Zac Efron when he's in that movie The Lucky One where he played a cowboy. So she's giving like this Zac Efron very vibe. And the moments where she doesn't have the hair and makeup team, it's like, I'm sort of taken aback and trying to find my footing. You know, I fall over a little bit, lose my equilibrium. Because it's just so shocking to see. And then every outfit, when she had the winter coat, I mean, I the outfits were insane. 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 I, we're going to get to them. There's so much to discuss, you guys. I don't even, three pages of notes. Normally, I do two pages of notes for these shows, but I was typing up a storm. I mean, I was... Uh, I wish I could type this much when I'm writing a book because it was like, it was all coming out of me. I'm like, oh, got to talk about Rinna's Zac Efron hair. You know, <laughs> my notes are fucking crazy. Anyway, uh, we have uh, Stormy the dog, Kath splits and lips. They're walking in the snow. There was a moment too when they're all walking through the snow and the snowy weather. And poor Kath bought the snow boots that are not actually snow boots. They look like UGG indoor boots. Kath did not pack properly because at the end of the episode, they were going to the club which is apparently where all the drama happens. And Kath supposedly goes off on a DJ or something. That's the rumors, allegedly. And she was worried about even getting into the club because she was wearing pajama bottoms and a T-shirt that just said peace. And she didn't know if she'd get in. And they were talking like, uh, I guess, Chris Jenner couldn't get in the club. And they were worried about Kath getting in the club. And that's what, steps off, uh, that's what sets off a whole slew of events, a domino effect. Because Kath didn't dress properly this whole trip. And then she's walking through the snow and she can't even, they got to hold her up. They got to hoist her up like weekend at Bernie's. I mean, because she's falling in the snow with the Ugg boots. 
And Kyle's like, why did you get those? And then Kyle says they have to, uh, it's harder to walk her or it's easier to walk Stormy than Kathy. Poor Storm. Storm is the cutest dog. I love that dog. Then we see, let's see, Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal. They're meeting everyone at the coffee shop, and those three show up first. And I was like, where's Cherie? Well, Cherie's been a big flop these past two episodes. She's at the Aspen trip, and she's not doing nothing. And they're not. she's not even showing up with the other gals. I'm like, Cherie, you need to get in there. I said this last week. I, not only do you need to make something happen, but when they're all going somewhere, and you're a friend of... You need to walk with the main group. Like, you can't just show up late. At the coffee shop, Cherie shows up after everybody else. And they're not filming your entrance if you're a friend of. You know how they do when the other gals are going in the coffee shop? They'll show them walking in. Or there was one moment where Rinna was storming out trying to find Bamboozle Jane and Dorit, and she was storming around Aspen. And so the camera was following her as she was walking through Aspen looking like little red riding lips in that red puffy coat. So they'll follow you if you're a main cast member, but when you're Cherie, they're not following you. So you need to be with the group. And that should be a lesson to all those of you who are out there who might become a friend of or one of the housewives. You do not go solo. When you're a main cast member, you could be solo, but otherwise you travel with the group. You travel with the pack like you're a wolf. Otherwise, you're not going to be in there. You're not going to be on screen. And so uh, Cherie, you need to get in there. Stop flopping. Stop flopping. So then let's see. They lost Kath on the way, too. When they were going to that coffee shop, they lost Kath just went, she disappeared, and Kyle said she disappears all the time. And Kyle showed up to that coffee shop wearing the hat, and then she invites everyone to the hat store, and the whole episode is like, enough of the hats splits. I mean, I don't know how much more times I could say that. Anyway, Splits is mad because Bamboozle left and went to Diana's house, or Diana's stay, well, the hotel she's staying at. Now Dorit's there, Erica's there, in room 23's Diana Jenkins is there. So those three are at one place. There's a whole other house that they rented through the agency. Which, by the way, can we... I know I'm jumping around so much because there's so much to discuss. But Mauricio, ever, why is he here? Get out of there. Get out right now. There was a moment where there was like a big fight going on between Splits and Dorit. And it, we were finally getting somewhere. And we're getting layers because normally those that group of people, they never have any sort of criticisms with each other, and they're always getting along, whatever. And so we're finally getting somewhere and getting a layer. And then Mauricio comes in there. He's like, I got to speak up. And I was like, no, you the fuck don't. You better get out of there, Maurice. Like, I, was so, I was so pissed at him. Like, he's trying to make nice between the girls, and I'm not interested in making nice between the girls. That's not what I'm here to watch. Go do your spinoff show. Doesn't he have a Netflix show or something? What is he filming on Bravo? Bravo needs to step in and say, you know what? You jump ship to another network. You're going to Netflix, apparently. And so we're not filming you on this show. Why is he on two networks? What the F? Why is he on 100 shows? And other people have no shows. Brandy Glanville ain't even on a show. And meanwhile, Mauricio's on two shows. Kim Richards is a star. She's been a star since she was a child. A Disney legend. She's on zero shows. And brother-in-law Mauricio's got two shows. That ain't right, Mauricio. So get on out. Get on out. Leave. Get out. Leave right now. I'm so pissed at him. I'm so pissed at him. I'm so tired of looking at him. He's gorgeous. Yes, he's some good eye candy. But I'm not looking for eye candy at the moment. I'm looking for some layers and some drama. Okay, Maurice, get on over to Netflix. I'm tired of looking at you. I'm tired of looking at you. And take Kyle's hats with you. Okay, so then let's see. Diana and Dorit are shopping. Oh, this was funny. Okay, so Kyle's taking all the gals to this place. It was called Kimosabi. 
And they measure you for hats, and she keeps saying it's an experience. Meanwhile, Diana and Dorit are shopping at this place, and Dorit walks in, and it was like, she's like, it's so chic. And they only have this one store in Aspen or Zermatt. Zermatt, am I saying that right? Some other place. It's like a very private store or something. This is where they locked them in. And this guy comes in and is like, oh, we only make 25 to 30 of every piece. And Dorit's like, I know that. You know, she's so proud. She's like, I have everything from head to toe, everything. And Dorit <laughs> shopping. They're shopping. They're shopping, and then Bamboozle Jane shows up in a fur coat and a cackle. And it's like Glenn Close walking on a screen, 101 Dalmatians. She couldn't be more villainous if she tried. I mean, she, uh, Jennifer Lawrence called her evil, which by the way, J-Law, 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 is that what you call? If you want to come on Everything Iconic and talk about why you think she's evil, please, the invitation's open. Invitation is there, J-Law. I don't know if you listen to this program. I don't think she does, because in the interview, she probably would have said Bamboozle Jane if she listened to Everything Iconic, but she's still more than welcome. Love to get her thoughts. Want to know what she thinks about Kath, Lips, and the whole gang. Anyway, uh, Bamboozle walking in, it's almost parody at this point, how villainous she is. But I did side with her. You know, it happens every once in a while. A broken clock is always right twice a day. Is that the saying? And she was right at this moment. She said, I'm not going to the hat store. And I, she was just point blank, period, not going to Kyle's motherfucking hat store. And I know she was saying that because she was pissed at Kyle, who, who stood up against her. But really, I wouldn't have gone to the hat store either because it's just too much hat stuff is happening. And I would say, Kyle, you need to stop with the hats. Nora Ephron said, and you've got mail, that hats are almost always a mistake when you buy them. Ladies, am I right? I mean, come on. I like a hat. I like to wear a baseball cap or something. If my hair is long or messy, it's like, yeah, I'll throw on a hat. But she's just doing scene after scene. There was a whole monologue at one point about how much she loved fucking hats. She's like, I got, I started collecting them. I don't know how to pick a favorite. They're like my children. And I was thinking, poor Portia and the other ones, because they aren't as loved as Kyle's hats. I mean, she said, point blank period in the confessional. I love my hats more than the kids. She said something like that. And I know Portia was at home crying because she knew it was the truth. Portia's watching this episode and it was like, all came, it, I bet you, it was just like Big Kath, and I bet you the girls, Kathy, Young Kath, Kyle, and Kim, I bet you they always couldn't live up to something with Big Kath. You know, that's why they became entertainers and in the entertainment industry, because they wanted Big Kath's approval. And I just know Big Kath, I don't think it was hats, because I think that would be too on the nose for Kyle to follow in those footsteps of Big Kath. But I do believe there was something that Big Kath was like really into that the girls knew they would never live up to. So I don't know if you know any of those people who are really into like dolls, you know, like the Marie Osmond doll collection, you know, those people who are like obsessed with them. That's sort of what I imagine because I think, I think actually Kathy, was Kathy Hilton a big doll collector? I just feel like Big Kath was into something. Not sure if it was dolls. I know it wasn't hats. Some sort of obsession that the girls never lived up to. And now Kyle's doing that to her girls. And it's the hats. It's the cowboy hats. It's the and so you know, every time Portia sees one, I bet you she just gets a, a look of fear in her eyes. And she thinks, Mama, can you hear me? Take off the hats. Mama, can you hear me? You know, she's singing like Barbara Streisand. Because she's never going to live up to Kyle's hat collection. And Kyle said it to us in the confessional. She said it. Anyway, where were we at here? Oh, let's go back to the the other store with Bamboozle, Room 23, and Dorit. And Diana is sticking up for the victim. She says, can't we just agree that these people, this happened to these victims, and do you feel terrible? 
And Erica's like, well, justice needs to be served, but if I don't fight for myself, I'm fucked. I'm getting my ass kicked daily. And Diana in the confessional is like, I hope she don't mean that, because that's all they're asking is for a little empathy and stop being such an asshole. And she just doesn't get it. And I don't understand why the lawyer... And this is why I don't even think they're her real friends, because I feel like they all, they're saying it now in these last couple episodes, but it's been a couple years now. And if I was being an asshole, I would want my friends to be like, hey, I understand that you can't legally talk about some of this stuff, but you don't need to be a jerk about it. You don't have to be a dick. So uh, what's the truth here? What's the truth? Should we take our break here? We still have so much. I didn't even get through a page of notes, you guys. I didn't even get through a page of notes. Let's take our break, and then we'll come back. we got so much more to discuss. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, check out the interviews that I've been doing lately. Ariel from The Little Mermaid, The Voice Of. She was on, and I'm getting so many messages, people saying they cried listening to it. She was one of my favorites. Her name is Jody Benson. She was the voice of the original Little Mermaid in Disney. And they just came out with a trailer for the new Little Mermaid. And I'm so excited. It looks beautiful. It's one of those live action remakes. And I can't wait for Hallie, who's starring in the new Little Mermaid. I mean, she just looks stunning and beautiful. And I'm so excited. But check out that. And then Ricky Lake was on the show this week, too. Talk to legend from the 90s. Go, Ricky. Go, Ricky. She was on. So check out those interviews. And we'll be right back. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in LA. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing, because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also, you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. 
Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flown at Activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. And we're back. Let's go, girl. <laughs> okay, so there was one thing I wanted to mention about Erica and Dorit and Room 23's Dana Jenkins at that one store, and it's that we saw Kathy trying to get in the store, and this was a clip that played in the trailer, and we've been seeing in the previews, and I think we've all been attaching this moment to something bigger, and we've been thinking that that had to do with this big situation with Kathy and Rena. and it turns out they just didn't want to let Kathy into the store. So it was a little anticlimactic, but it did happen, and I felt like we needed to mention it. Meanwhile, over at that hat store, they're all enjoying themselves, making their cowboy hats, drinking tequila because there's a bar. And Kathy says to all the gals, she says, they have my tequila here. Kyle, they have my tequila here. And then Lips gets real messy and she's like, oh, I'm going to order some 818 tequila because they're tired of Kathy promoting her wares. And meanwhile, like I said last week, they've all been promoting their wares, their piss water rosé and all their uh, whatever they're selling, Kyle's moo-moos or whatever the... Kyle Bashahida stuff that we've had to look at a hundred years. And so they're all plugging their merch and they're pissed at Kath for plugging her merch. But I did love the little messiness of Rena ordering the 818. I got to give her that. That's the kind of messiness I like on these shows. And she's like, oh, my good friend, Kendall Jenner. And I was like, are you good friends with Kendall Jenner? <laughs> I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. And meanwhile, we keep getting all of these Kardashian Jenner references on this show. I'm like, when are we getting them on the show? Because we saw it at the end of the episode when they were in the car going to the club. They were talking about Kris Jenner and we're drinking Kendall's tequila. Like, why are the Jenners and Kardashians getting so many plugs on this Bravo show? They're over on Hulu with their own show. So we either need to bring them on or we need to stop mentioning them. Bring them on, Bravo. What are you waiting for? (laughs) What are you waiting for, Bravo? Bring on the Jenners and the Kardashians. I want Chris on this show. I do. Although, I don't know. I'm gonna, I, they have a new season coming out, don't they? You can always tell whenever they're in the news and stuff a bunch. It's like, oh, yeah, their new season's premiering. And it's like, okay, well, I know we're getting a season two of the Hulu show, and I'll probably watch every episode. I will. I watched last season of the Kardashians on Hulu, and I'm going to watch this season, even though I don't want to. It is what it is. I can't help myself. I was just watching the Emmys. Do you guys watch the Emmys? There are so many great shows on there that I was like, oh, I need to watch that. I still haven't watched that. And then meanwhile, I'm watching every episode of 
Beverly Hills Housewives, Kardashians, and like any of this reality TV trash I'm right on board for. But meanwhile, there's these great shows. Although some of the great shows that are like winning awards, I just can't. I've tried and I can't. Hate. They're a little too dark or heavy. And I was pissed at Abbott Elementary didn't win. I know Ted Lasso's got a lot of fans out there. I was pissed at Abbott Elementary. I thought that was the funniest show this season. Should have won. And I was happy for Succession, and I was so happy for Cheryl Lee Ralph, who won. It was a good show, but yeah, you're watching it. I'm like, what are all these shows? Like, when are they going to have an actual Emmys for the real winners? And by real winners, I mean Salt Lake City Housewives, Potomac Housewives. Where are their awards? Huh? Academy? I don't know. Who is the voting academy at the Emmys? Give them the awards. We need to stop this. We need to cut the bullshit. We need to cut the bullshit and stop pretending all those other prestige shows are all so good. And uh, Beverly Hills Housewives getting nothing. Although, actually, if we did have an award show, I would probably give them nothing because this season's been a big flop. However, I would award some other people in the Bravo universe. I'd give Salt Lake City some awards. I'd say, hey, Mary Cosby, come accept on behalf of the Academy because you deserve this for sitting in your closet on all those scenes. I mean, that was art. And then I'd say, who else? I Potomac Housewives, like Karen Huger, come accept your award because you're amazing. And get, we're giving you one for the spinoff, even though I didn't watch that spinoff. <laughs> I didn't even watch Karen Huger's spinoff, but I still would award it because I just know in my heart, by the way, we got all these new Bravo spinoff shows, new shows. We got uh, Real Girlfriends in Paris. I tried to watch it. I know a lot of people are comparing it to Gallery Girls. It wasn't that for me, but I only I tried it and maybe I'll dive back in. But I gave it about a, I gave it a solid three minutes. I mean, a solid three minutes. I sat there and said, I'm going to give this my attention for three minutes. And if it's good, I'll continue. I, and a, a lot of people argue that you should give a show four episodes. And I'm not interested in four episodes anymore. You get three minutes from Dan. And if you don't hold my attention in three minutes, you don't pull me in, I'm done. There's too much on TV, too much for me to watch. I'm not just giving you four whole episodes. People say that four whole episodes. Like, we're, I'm going to give four hours of my time to something that's bad uh, in order for it to pay off. I'm not giving Real Girlfriends in Paris four episodes. It better hook me in three minutes. Okay, three minutes. I did find out, though, this is interesting. One of the gals on there, her brother is Dustin from the real world Las Vegas. Like the, I guess there were two real world Las Vegas is Vegases. Yeah. What's the plural of Vegas? (laughs) Speaking of dummies, I'm a big old dummy. What's the plural of Vegas? Vegases, right? Vegas. Anyway. Dustin Zito is one of the gal's brothers. And Dustin, the gay people know who I'm talking about because Dustin was like a gay porn star. And, but he was straight or is straight. I think he's, I don't know what he's up to now, but the gays know who that was. I mean, he's very hot. He was like a doing a bunch of gay porn, but then was straight on the show. Anyway, so not just straight on the show. I think he's straight in real life. But anyway, he's the, so it's all full circle with these reality people. Just when you think you're done with them, one of the siblings or relatives pops up and you're like, oh, who's that? Huh? Who's that? And then suddenly it's a sibling. It's a mom. It's a sister. It's a daughter or something. It's all full circle. 20 years from now, we're going to be on this Everything Iconic podcast talking about uh, Portia from Housewives and how she's, uh, how she was raised by her mom who liked cowboy hats more than her. So that's, it's all going to be full circle. Portia's going to be in a confessional. I guarantee it. The whole Hilton family, you know, they're accustomed to reality shows. So I'm assuming that there's going to be a time when we see Portia in a confessional. It's going to happen. We're going to have to accept it. Don't know if it's going to be in Bravo or that other Netflix that we're putting Mauricio on. But we need to get Mauricio off Bravo. We need to. 
where are we at here? Okay, let me look at my notes. Hold on. Let me, okay. So Kath is pissed at the tequila business. She said, that's so fucking disgusting. Kathy's being rude to the bartender. We're getting all these little moments of Kathy being an asshole because they're going to, it's all going to come together. And then she is pissed at Rena and Kathy's like doing an impression of Rena. And Kathy's impression work is not great. I don't know if she'd survive uh, level one of the groundlings because she was doing Rena's impression. She's like, I'm going to try 818 tequila. And I was like, that ain't how Rena sounds. It's more like, I'm on 818, bitch. <laughs> so Kathy's impression is not as good as mine, is what I'm trying to say. But Kathy's mad. She says, Kyle doesn't do a fucking thing. And I kind of agreed with her on that. I did feel like Kyle should have stepped in there. Sisters. Sisters. They were playing around with the audio in this scene, though, because I feel like the audio was not the scene we were looking at. If you notice, we were never seeing anyone's lips move. It was like all audio and backs of people's heads. And I feel like the audio was probably from when Kath stormed out and she was talking production or something, and they put it over. I was onto them. I'm onto them. I'm onto them. And I just wish they would break that fourth wall. I would have loved to see Kathy talking to the producer and be like, I'm so pissed at Rena for promoting this on camera. Because that's what the argument was about. Is like, why is she promoting this other tequila brand on camera? It's not about how you order the tequila. It's that you're doing it on camera and we're supposed to be promoting my stuff. And you know, Kathy was yelling at a producer, like, why the fuck was she doing that on camera? And I want to see the producer uh, talking with Kathy. I want to see all that stuff. What are we waiting for, Bravo? What are you waiting for? I put that on the soundboard this week because I've been singing in my head. Every second it's singing in my head. Um, okay, so then she's pissed. Kath is leaving the the whole place. She's done as they're like burning the hats because they're distressing the hats. I mean, it is really an experience because they were distressing it. And Kyle was like, oh, they're lighting the Benjamins on fire. Or she said they're lighting the Benjis on fire. And that was really upsetting to me. That was just really upsetting to me hearing that. Just the way, I don't know if it was the delivery of that line or if it was the idea behind it, but I really didn't like when Kyle said, burning some Benjis. Something about it did not sit right to me. And I'm not sure exactly what it was. I do not know. Uh, meanwhile, the other gals are walking. That's when they're talking about those $1.3 million earrings, which like, what the fuck are you wearing them on camera for? It's just all, I mean, it's just all weird. It's weird. Because even if you can excuse this stuff with Bamboozle and say, well, she's in a court case and we understand the legal stuff and she can't talk about certain things. And I get all of that. But then you also don't have to wear the earrings that they're in the news for on camera. You're just being an asshole because I would imagine these victims of these, of the people who did not get the money for these accidents and these, the real victims of this stuff that was allegedly happening with Tom, Tommy Two Tones, Tom Girardi. I would imagine they, some of them believe that the $1.3 million earrings are the money that they were owed. So even if, you, you still just shouldn't wear those on camera because they're one of those victims could be watching this and be like, well, they could believe because it's in the news that that's where their money went. And so just in consideration of those people's feelings who are already so victimized, then you just don't need to be wearing the earrings just to not be an asshole to the victim. But instead she wants to like show off like, Oh, I got these earrings and my court case was dismissed. And really it was just moved to California. And so I just don't understand why she's always such an asshole. I just don't understand why. It's like this chip on her shoulder. And yes, her life was turned up to upside down by this other man. And if what happened is that he just completely bamboozled her, 
And she had no idea of how all this money came into the house and where the money that was funding her whole career was coming from. If that is the case, and she was victimized, you still don't need to be a dick about it to these other people who were also victimized, even if you were too victimized. Two wrongs don't make a right. Stop being a dick. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I get people, there are people who are siding with Bamboozle Chain. And I get that. And I just wish she just would not be so mean. Because no one else is that mean on camera. Not No one else in this entire cast is that mean. And maybe you could say, I guess the angel devil or the argument against it would be putting so, yourself in someone else's shoes. You would say that, of course, she's mean and upset because she's going through all of this stuff and then has to film this show. So, yeah, she's going through a lot in her life and she takes it on other people sometimes and does the wrong thing. She's going through a lot of emotion. But I still just don't think you need to be that big of an asshole. Anyway, they get to uh, some restaurant. They sit down. Erica has to order the drink for Dorit without the carcass out. She forgets to say carcass out. And Dorit comes back and she's like, Erica, one thing you missed. <laughs> and she poor Erica, I felt bad for her in that moment because Dorit was pissed. She didn't order the carcass out and she ordered it in a tall glass instead of a short glass. And I wrote in my notes, I hate these women. So I just, <laughs> that was the moment at, right after the earring situation. Then when they sat down at the restaurant and Erica ordered the wrong drink for Dorit, that was when I wrote, I just hate these women because they were just so really when you kind of, when you take the notes on it, you really think, wow, they're insufferable. Like, they're insufferable. The fact that they need to get a drink with three carcass lemons out in a short glass, like the drink order is so fucking specific, which is difficult. I mean, what bartender? I mean, I know we're in Aspen, but the bartenders, I was a bartender myself. I was a server. And it's like, when somebody's ordering such a specific thing, you're like, just shut the fuck up. (laughs) When someone orders such a specific thing from me, I'm like, like, if somebody said carcass out, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, just drink it. I don't know. Do your own carcass out, right? Like, get the lemon wedge and manipulate it how you want. But like a bartender is just wants to cut the lemon and be done and serve your vodka soda and move on with their lives. And yet you're ordering all these specific things. And I'm just like, oh, I hate these women. And then showing off the $1.3 million. And then meanwhile, the other one, room 23, is just licking the lips in the corner. And I just wrote in my notes, I hate these women. <laughs> I hate them. And I'm sorry to say, I don't want to use hate. You know, we shouldn't hate things. And it's a strong word to use. And yet here I am. Here I am. You want a new villain? Here I am. I guess I'm the new villain because I hate these women. And I'm not saying outright that they're all evil, but I am implying it. Okay, so then Dorit says, oh, this was another moment. Then she sits there and says, she's like, we're all, we're all refugees. And they're sitting there talking about how they're refugees. And the whole thing is just so out of touch. The whole thing. And then Kyle's over there at the other hat store burning the Benjis. <laughs> like, man, they're all just so unlikable. They really did. They're in a competition. They're in a race. They're in a foot race to see who could be the most unlikable on camera. And it's, I don't know who's up, who's in the lead, but they're all neck and neck for first place because I just hate them all. I'm sorry to say it. I just went off. I do love the show, though. One thing I don't hate is this show because this episode was great. Then uh, Dorit FaceTimes with Splits, and Splits is like, why the fuck aren't you here at the hat store? We're distressing our hats and burning some Benjis. And Dorit's like, I gotta be here for Erica, or whatever. God, my accent is getting so bad. <laughs> My Dorit accent is terrible. Uh, but she's uh, splits this piss at her. She's like, why aren't you here? And she's like, that's not okay. And it's not fair that you're not here. 
And she was like crying about it. And I was like, you need to cool it, Kyle, because she was so pissed about them not showing up at the hat store. And then she, go- Kyle goes to other, other gals and she's like, Oh yeah, I'm so pissed at Dorit for not being here. She's instead with Erica and the other one. And you know, they don't even care about where Diana is. It was like, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle couldn't give two shits about where room 23 Diana Jenkins was. She's like, whatever. It doesn't matter where she is, but she was pissed at Dorit for not being at the hat store. And then so Kyle goes to tell everyone, like, I'm so mad because I planned this whole thing. And then Rinna's like, I'll go find them. And then Rinna leaves. And I was like, Rinna, she just said to the whole group about how upset she was that not everyone was at the hat store. And now you're leaving the hat store. Like, what are you doing? And then that's when she stormed through Aspen in the red puffy coat looking like little red riding lips. And she's just looking. She's like, I'm going to look in the different stores. And I was like, wouldn't the camera people just tell you what store they're in or what restaurant they're sitting in? <laughs> Or wouldn't you just see the camera crew in the restaurant? But it was funny. She was acting like, I'm going to go look, and I'm going to look in every window, and I'm going to figure out where they are. And it was like, not a single producer could just say, hey, they're at this restaurant filming. <laughs> we had to get clearance there. So that's where they're at. I mean, it was just so, or you couldn't, t- I don't know. It was funny to me. Then we cut to Kyle's house. Now, this is where Rena's hair was a mess, and she looked like Zach Efron in High School Musical. But Kyle says that Erica was a fucking asshole last night, her words. And Kathy comes in and Kathy's like doing the dishes or something behind Kyle. And as Kyle's talking to Lips and saying how pissed she is at Erica, Kathy's like, yeah. And Kathy's letting her frustration out about Lips and the tequila business. So then she's saying it doesn't feel good when people aren't there for you. And I know what that's like, Kathy says. And then Rinna knows what she's saying. And uh, it's confusing because Kath stormed out of that hat store. And now she's acting like everything's okay, just doing these really subtle jabs at lips. And it really was, I wrote my notes, delicious. I thought this scene was delicious. That's one I want to go back to. I'm going to make a note here. I got my pen out. Making a note. Go back to this scene. Because it really was, there were layers to it. And I just know Kathy was doing her dishes or something. She wanted to murder Rinna. And she wasn't, she was saying nice-ish things, but they all had jabs at Rinna. And it was good. And then Rinna put on the cowboy hat. And she, that's, um, there was one moment too, I think this was later in the episode, where Lips all of a sudden had this like leopard print scarf with the Canadian tuxedo. And it was like, the look was so confusing. It was denim on denim. It was Canadian tuxedo by the way of the Banger Sisters. Because it was like, Lips just looked so crazy to me. And yet, no one says anything. They're all essentially wearing costumes at this point, because I don't think this is really how people dress in Aspen. I think this is just how these women think you're supposed to dress in Aspen. And I was like, where'd you get that leper's scarf just around the neck with the cowboy hat and the Canadian tuxedo, denim and denim and denim and denim? I mean, what is going on? By the way, did anyone see the Banger Sisters, Susan Sarandon and Goldie Hawn? It's a classic, and I'm waiting for the sequel, Industry. Hollywood, when are we getting the Banger Sisters too? Still banging. Let's get it. Somebody write it. I'll write it. Let's make it happen, people. Let's call them up. Call them up. Mauricio then, this is when, oh, this is when Dorit shows up at Kyle's house and Dorit's like, come here, bub, she says to Kyle. And she didn't mean to say bub, but she said it came out. She's like, come here, bub. And then Kyle's like, fuck off. I don't care. You know, she, Kyle's like losing. She's having a breakdown. I think it's because of the altitude. Rita's fueling the fire, I think, okay? So she wants them to fight. She's like, and you, that's right, and you need to say it. You know, that's what Rin always says. And you need to say it, bitch. And then Mauricio shows up, and that's when he's like, I need to step in and make sure there's peace. Get out, right now. 
Oh, I got so pissed at him. So pissed at Mauricio. Get out. Get out. Leave. Kyle's losing it at Dorit, and she's, Kyle's really yelling. She's like, get the fuck off. I don't care. And you know when Kyle doesn't normally lose it that much. And so when I see Mauricio step in, and it's like, that's why we do not have husbands on these trips. Bravo. Get rid of him. And who approved this? Because it had to have been approved. And I know it's his agency, and he was last week, he had the agency skis on and everything. But I still think you would have to say, why doesn't anyone step in and say, Kyle, you can't bring the husband? Sorry. But we're not, uh, this ain't called the real husbands of Beverly Hills. This ain't called uh, the real Maurice of Beverly Hills. This is called the real housewives. So get him out. Let him sit with PK back at home. And I would have preferred, I don't always love those scenes when, you know, when the, when the women are on vacation and then they cut to a scene of like the guys in town at their, the home base and they're having dinner and they're like, I wonder what the girls are up to. I hate those scenes, but I would have rather had that. I'd rather have Mauricio sitting with PK and hip hop Rob. And who else? I don't know. The other husbands can't think of anyone else's name. Asher. I mean, let's get them together and let them be in Beverly Hills and say, I wonder what's up with the girls. And then we could cut to the footage of the girls losing at each other, yelling Erica Jane, be like, whatever she said. I remember like whatever she's saying. And then Kyle saying, fuck off. That's what we should have been doing. Instead, we got Mauricio on this gal's trip on this gal's trip. I mean, what is happening over there? Who approved it? Do you, it had, I hope it was at least an argument. I hope one of the producers at least said, Kyle, you can't bring him. And then Kyle's like, well, I'm not filming without him, or we're not getting the house without him, or something like that. But I hope there was at least an argument. And now he doesn't even have any loyalty to the network because he's going to Netflix. No loyalty, that Mauricio. Uh, meanwhile, Cherie, the only thing she added to this episode was that she was constipated. And I think I mentioned this on the show before, but when you travel, you need to take magnesium with you because your digestive system gets off when you're on vacation and traveling. So you need to bring something, bring the fiber gummies, do the stomach massage, bring the magnesium for nighttime, because otherwise you will be constipated on a vacation. I don't know if it's because your change of environment or altitude or the water, but it happens. And so that's a tip for us all. Listen to Sheree, the only thing she added this episode. I mean, she's on this whole trip. She barely spoke five words other than to say she's got poop stuck in her system. <laughs> that was the only thing she added. And I'm like, Sheree, you need to add something else. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? So then all the gals get together. But Kyle's like, I'm going to take some time to myself. So she's losing it. She's staying home. And then all the other women are meeting at this bar. And this is when Rinna shows up in this jacket that looks like she's uh, auditioning to play a villain on Yellowstone because this was the cowboy hat and with the jacket, the Zac Efron cowboy hair. I mean, this whole thing. I mean, I swear. And if she does leave this show, maybe she could get a job. I, there's a hundred Yellowstone spinoffs on Paramount Plus. I don't know if anyone's seen that show, but they got the 1883 and all this stuff. And wouldn't it be, you guys, <laughs> Wouldn't it be hilarious if, like, they gave Rinna, uh, like, a cowboy Yellowstone spinoff show? Because what is so funny to me about those shows that are, like, the old-timey shows is that you could see a lot of the people have work done on their faces, which I have no problem with people having work done. I say, do what you want to do to your face. It's your body, your choice. But there is something, I, it's some joy and glee that I get out of, like, a period piece. When you see someone with very obvious fake lips and the filler and everything and the eyebrows to the high heavens because of the Botox... I love it because you're like, they just were trying to cast these shows and unfortunately unable to find people who haven't had extensive work done. And so you're watching a show like 1883 and you're like, why does that cowgirl have, (laughs) why can't that cowgirl move her, her forehead? 
They didn't have Botox in 1883 last time I checked. But wouldn't it be so funny if Rana just got a show that was just like 1740 or something? <laughs> and she just showed up with them lips. <laughs> I, I love them lips, by the way. I'm just saying. It would be so funny. 1740 starring Lisa Rinna. It's just her as a cowgirl in this in this jacket, the same outfit. She could just wear her Aspen outfit and she's just in it. She's in the She's got like the highlights in her hair and that like very clearly 1999 haircut, you know, she's still had for a while, which I also love. But if she had that haircut, the lips and like she was wearing like, what's her lip care line? She was just selling lip kits in 1740. <laughs> I don't know why it's cracking me up. Her on a horse. Just seeing the idea of Lisa Renna in a Yellowstone show is just cracking me up right now. I'm sorry to take this little detour, but we need it to happen. I don't know who's in charge over there. They gave Faith Hill a spinoff. Let's give Rit Lips a spinoff. If she's not going to be on Bravo anymore, put her on a horse and let her <laughs> put her in 1740. Let's see what happens. Uh, okay, so then I mentioned Kyle was staying behind and she was like showing up late. So then when she does show up, I mentioned how like they will film the main cast members. So they filmed Kyle walking through Aspen into this bar. And I need you all to go back to this scene because she was walking. Do you remember the way that Teddy used to walk with the shoulders? And remember there was one scene when they were in France and Splits was doing an impression of Teddy all in Mellencamp of the way that she walks. And it was like very whatever. And I know Splits and Teddy are good friends in IRL. And I swear to you, go back and watch it. It was like, Kyle, some of that walk, it rubbed off on Kyle because she was doing that sort of like Teddy Mel. I don't know how to explain it. It was like the Teddy Mellencamp walk that Kyle was making fun of before. And now it rubbed off on her. So she was just walking like that. And she walks in solo. They're all sitting down. They're having drinks. This is when Kath is wearing that peace t-shirt. And then Erica and Kyle sit and talk together. And Erica's like, did you see what happened to me today? And then they all have to be like, yeah, congratulations. Even though, again, it just moved to California. And <laughs> and also just even aside from that one loss, there was a hundred lawsuits and stuff. So it's like, you know, I, what do we need to throw a party for you? Maybe we'll throw a party after all of these things are dismissed. But at this moment, I don't know that we really need to do the celebrations. Anyway, Kyle's like, I just want you to show a little empathy. And Erica says she has and I don't think that's true. But Erica says she gets lumped into responsibility because she she said she inherited her problems. They're not her problems. She inherited the problems. And she said, uh, I just don't understand because it's like, where did you think all the money was coming from? Because did you just not ask any questions to Tommy Two Jones? Because when he was funding your career... And it's expensive to make those videos and to buy all those outfits and stuff. So was she just thinking the whole time that, oh, he's a really good lawyer, and so that's where the money's coming from? But I don't know. Shouldn't you at least have some responsibility to know where the money's coming from? I feel like you should have some responsibility. And some other people seem to have known that he was a sketchy lawyer or legal person. And one of you have heard whispers that he was a sketchball and would you just assume all the money just showed up on your doorstep? I feel like we're all acting fucking stupid and trying to bend ourselves like Beckham into acting like she could be innocent. And I'm like thinking, well, where did you think all that fucking money came from? I mean, you just thought, <laughs> I feel like we're all acting nuts and saying, oh, well, she just might not have known. Like people who are excusing it, it's like, oh, we're just acting like she just didn't know who paid for that $2 million thing or those. I mean, come on. I feel like we're all acting so stupid. 
we're all acting dummies and we're all going to look back on this and be like, oh yeah, we were so stupid. <laughs> it's the greatest bamboozlement I've ever accomplished. But I am enjoying it for TV. So I want to thank Erica for giving us this television. And let's see, they hug and make up, slits and bamboozle makeup. Kyle doesn't want to argue with someone she cares about, she says. So she said she'd rather make up and move on. And then Garcelle points out there are different rules for different people in this group because Sutton and uh, Erica got in a fight and they've been fighting for a whole year or two. And then Crystal is pointing out correctly that there are victims. And she said, why can't she just so, show compassion for the victims? And Dorit says to Crystal, did you read the article? And Crystal's like, yeah, there's no misunderstanding of your position or her position. And Dorit's like, well, I don't know all the info and neither do you. And then Crystal says, I live with a moral compass, and I like to know the people I surround myself with share that. She got her. She got her. She got Dorit in that moment. Dorit didn't know what to say. She was shook. Because Crystal pointed out, I live with a moral compass. And she's like, basically implying that the rest of these people, the Fox Force Five, don't live with a moral compass. And she got him. She got him. Oh, I love that moment. I love that one. Oh, this was so good. So then they're all sitting around this bar, and there's this big thing between Erica that happened and Kyle, and Kyle's been a mess this whole time. And then Kath starts yelling at Kyle. She's like, Kyle, do the splits. Do the moonwalk, Kyle. You moonwalk better than you play pool. You know, she's making her do these, making a song and dance. And you just know that Big Kath made them do the same. Big Kath, every time they must have been together, anytime there were people over Big Kath's house, you know she made Kyle do the splits. Maybe do the moonwalk. Maybe do a monologue. Kim was probably doing monologues from a, I don't know, Shaggy Dog or one of them early Disney movies, making him do them for the party that Big Kath was hosting. And so here's little Kath yelling at Kyle to do the same thing. So do the splits, do the moonwalk. And Kyle didn't, I don't know if she did in that moment. Usually she does. I was shocked, actually. She didn't get in the splits position because we know that's her favorite position. It's either her two favorite positions are inside of a hat store and two in the splits. And we got one of the two this week. But for some reason, when Kat said, do the splits, Kyle said no. Anyway, Crystal's pissed that the girls are making light of last night because she says, Erica yelled at me and none of you have a problem with it. And you're all making up with her now. And then Sutton and Crystal say it gets dismissed immediately. But Sutton's, again, so retired from the conversation, she doesn't want to fight with anyone because she held the rest of the season on her back, and so she's tired of caring. But Crystal says to Erica, I don't like the way that you spoke to me. And Erica's like, okay. And then Erica says something about like how it's Crystal's ego that she needs an apology or Crystal's ego that she needs to be right. And I was like, you're uh, deflecting. and It's like, your ego that needs this. Erica calls Crystal an asshole. And I'm like, no. Like, it's, uh, it's frustrating. And then Rena's just like, you should talk about it. She's like, let's get down and dirty. And then <laughs> Rena's always kind of fueling the fire. And I did like that. I was enjoying Rena from a ridiculousness this week in a way that I haven't in a while because she was being really messy and like trying to get everyone to fight with each other and then also ordering that tequila in a weird way. And so I was enjoying Rena. And I know she's not going to be around next season. So I'm trying to look at the things that we like. And I was enjoying it. And I don't know that she should be back next season. I'm just saying I was definitely enjoying those moments. Anyway, Erica says to Crystal, maybe I shouldn't have been nice to you. And no one says anything. And this is what's most frustrating to me because Erica is just flat out being rude to Crystal. And no one's saying, Erica, stop being an asshole to Crystal. It's so frustrating. And they're all drinking. And this is when Kyle invites everyone to the Caribou Club. And then this is, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. If you're driving, pull over because this is the moment with the text messages. And we get a screen that says, 
later that night. And there's all this like really intense music. It says later that night on the way to the club, Kathy was worried about getting in. Then we get a screen up that says several hours later and we see these text messages. Now let me read these. Lisa's text to Erica. I got in a sprinter with Kathy and she had an absolute meltdown. I've never heard or seen anything like it in my life. Anger, screaming, throwing things, crying. I'm locked in my room. Then Erica Jane responds with, OMG, not even exclamation point, just OMG, all capitals. Then Rinna says, the hatred that just came out of her towards her sister, I'm speechless. Okay, so that was an, I thought for sure they're going to end the episode. And then we get a confessional of Rinna. She says, I know the idea of Kathy Hilton, this socialite who's kind, is loving, a pillar of society. The world thinks she's somebody she's not. I just got chills just replaying this. And then Kathy, we see a text message on screen that she sent to Lips. And it says, silence is golden. I am staying silent. And there's those heart emojis. And it was sent on January 30th at 1.30 a.m. And then a to be continued. Now, this was so good. I'm so excited for next week to find out what happened, if we're going to get any more than this. I'm devastated that we don't seemingly have much footage. They had a little footage of that car ride to the club, and then it seems like lights were down, no cameras. There were seemingly no cameras at the house, and this is why we need a GoPro on Kyle's Aspen house. There should have been at least three GoPros, one on every floor, to at least pick up some of the audio. I mean, who dropped the ball on that one? You know, I love these Bravo producers, and I hate to... Hate to give him notes, but here I am. We need to get a GoPro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I always feel mean because I do love the producers so much because they give us this great entertainment. I mean, this episode was Emmy-worthy. And then here I am still complaining about something. And the complaint is that there should just be at least one on each floor, just one little GoPro. I mean, we don't even have to use the footage. How much money could that be in the budget? Let's loosen the purse strings Bravo. Let's open up the, let's go to Best Buy and get some GoPros and just stick one up in the corner, have it running at nighttime, because then at least we would have had, we wouldn't have been mic'd, but we could have subtitled what Kathy was yelling about. Like we would have had something. And it just feels to me like that was a missed opportunity because all this crazy shit happened, particularly with the, obviously we can't GoPro everyone's house all the time. I get that. I, maybe there's HIPAA laws or something. <laughs> I know it's not HIPAA laws, but you know, there's some sort of rules against that stuff. But on a vacation, I feel like it should be real world style where we're just getting everybody. Uh, we're going to have to see it. That's what I need. That's what I need. Icons, did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanton, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. 
Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons, I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Anyway, you guys, this episode was so good. Oh, I loved it. What are you waiting for? I love you all so much for listening. Uh, We have some other good interviews coming up very soon. Uh, Be sure to subscribe or follow wherever you listen to Everything Iconic. You can go to the YouTube channel. I try to put all the interviews that I can up there. It's youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino on the number one. Get my book. It's on sale this week for $12.99 on Amazon, or you get the audiobook wherever you listen to audiobooks. I always got to do those plugs. I know I hate doing them. I know. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Got to move the merch. Uh, okay. I love you all um, so much for listening. Let's do our cheese little cool down because I need it. You need it. We all need it. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. And breathe out. <laughs> Breathe out. Love y'all so much for listening. Shall we just play this? I'm so proud of this clip that I I edited the audio together of Shania and Asher. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, wait, we didn't talk about Asher's music video. Oh my God. Okay. I'm sorry. I hope your earbuds are still in because we need to discuss this now. Okay, Asher's music video. Did anyone see it? It's very medieval times. He should be joining Lena Arena's Yellowstone sequel, prequel, spinoff because he's in medieval times. I mean, I don't even know how to, how do I explain this? He's in Asher. Go to Diana Jenkins' Instagram page. She posted a clip from Asher's new music video. He's in sort of medieval times area. I mean, it looks like you're in a medieval times restaurant, but it's Asher with the microphone in his hands singing some ballad or something. It's the most crazy thing I've ever seen. I've seen a lot of music videos and this is truly, my jaw was ajar the entire time. Jaw open 
Why, I don't even know why was he holding a microphone because usually in music videos when they're lip syncing through something, it's just their lips moving. But for some reason, Asher was holding the microphone in medieval times, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. And it's like, what are we doing here, Asher girl? Like, <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, it's crazy. And I, they all posted it too. I saw all the gals were like reposted on the story Asher's music video. And it's like we do know there's plenty of other music that we need to promote. I mention all the time country music doesn't always support the young women in the country music. We need to support women in music and country music. So let's promote those young women in country music. Let's promote uh, other young artists, new artists, people who aren't signed to label, big label deals, or or some of the older artists even, people who are over 40 and trying to get the radio to play their music. Like, let's promote them. What are we promoting Asher in medieval times with the microphone singing some ballad that nobody wants to hear? I mean, what the fuck was that? What the fuck? I mean, what the fuck was that? I don't even know what the fuck was that. It was shocking to my eyes, my ears, and I only saw a couple seconds of it because I, it was almost like my body couldn't take it all in. When I, when I saw it, it was like my body said, no, no. It said, absolutely not. Don't do it. I couldn't watch it all because it was too much for my eyes, my ears, my soul. And so I did only see a couple seconds of it. So I might uh, have missed some important parts of this music video, but I need you to all go watch three seconds of it and then immediately turn it off. Otherwise, I don't know. I'm sort of worried if I would have watched more, I would have been hypnotized or something. Do you ever feel that way? Have you ever seen a, a magician or someone who does hypnosis? I sort of felt like he was about to hypnotize me. And so I would have only myself to blame if I watched more than three seconds of it. And so I encourage you all to just do that. Three seconds, then quickly turn off, avert the eyes immediately. But you'll get enough of what you need to know of Asher in medieval times. Was it medieval times? Maybe it was like a different era. I don't know, but it was fucking nuts is what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I'm sorry I didn't say that in the main recap. Some of you probably aren't even listening to this anymore, but I'm glad we got to discuss it. I love you all so much for listening. Bye-bye.